You're listening to the Back Row Jet Show, part of the Back Row Network. Donald trying to extend his drive, throws off his back foot off balance, and he somehow finds Crowder. Jones has it taken away by Jamal Adams, and he is in for a catch touchdown. Reverses all over the place, and the catch is made by Anderson. Now your hosts, Tom Tuttle and John Eddie Jr., well, welcome, welcome uh, into another episode <laughs> of the Back Row Jet Show where we're going to talk about Jamal Adams again. Mm-hmm. This time, it's pretty legit. Like, <laughs> I would say it's actually 100% legit. And that is because Jamal Adams has been traded. Before I get into it at all, I just want to know your thoughts, John. Well, first of all, um, this is the last time, because I'm going to apologize right now, I haven't had time to redo the intro with all the highlights, and I really need to get on that now because I think half of them are players that are not on the Jets anymore. So I'm going to get on that as soon as possible so you'll, you'll have a new intro next Monday when we do our show. Anyway, my thoughts on Jamal Adams, and of course anybody that's been listening knows I'm not a Jets fan, number one. Sorry, yeah. I'm not. But I think they absolutely fleeced the Seahawks, and they are going to be set up for the future in a very, very good way. Yes, we're sad that Jamal Adams is gone, but I mm-hmm. think it was the best thing, and to get as much as they did out of it without having yeah. the leverage, like I said on Fantasy Fuel, they, they had no leverage. Jamal Adams wanted out. They were willing to trade Jamal Adams, and the Seahawks still threw two first-round picks at him and a starter. So, okay. Yep. All right, well, you mentioned it, so I'll just go ahead and say exactly what they got out of it. Uh, they traded Adams in a fourth-round pick, and in return, we got a first-rounder and a third-rounder for the next draft and a first-rounder in two years from now. And, oh, don't forget you get Bradley McDougal to or McDougal to <laughs> replace Jamal Adams. So, I, I, obviously, he's not nearly as good as Adams. I don't think – I'm not stupid. I think Jamal Adams is the best <laughs> safety in the league. But McDougal is – he is no – he's no bad safety. He's, he's a starter. He's somebody who's going to be playing for the New York Jets this next year almost every snap unless something happens or somebody else progresses enough to where they take his spot. He's been a starter for I don't know how long now, and there's no question to me this was the best possible trade the Jets could have done. I've heard all sorts of, you know, well, this is terrible. We shouldn't have got rid of Adams. But what are you talking about? He didn't want to be here. He didn't want to be on the New York Jets anymore. He was making just outlandish remarks talking about Adams, uh, not himself. Obviously, he's talking about Adam Gase. Um He's talking about even Joe Douglas. I'm just like, well, this guy doesn't want to be here. Let's get rid of him. I wanted him to stay. Everybody knows that. If you're listening to this show at all for a consistent basis, you know that I wanted Adams to stay. But he didn't want to be here. That's it. And so we got we got the best possible trade <laughs> I think we could have gotten out of the Seahawks. You get 
a bunch, a bunch of really good young possible talent and a guy to replace him. There's no problem here. That's not a problem at all to me. In, in any facet of this trade, do we do we lose this trade? This is a win, 100%. Yeah, it, it's a win by far. And if for some reason the Seahawks don't have great seasons, now, we, again, we talked about it in a fantasy field. The that. NFC West is a packed division. So mm-hmm. it's not out of the realm of possibility that Seattle does not finish with a great record. They could finish exactly. nine and seven, ten and six, and miss the playoffs even with the seventh it's team possible. added this year. So we're we're thinking on the bright side where it's possible <laughs> this could be you know like maybe a twenty two twenty three number overall pick you know somewhere in that area, and sure, that's not bad. We're not we're not expecting it to be a top ten pick. If it is. Holy crap. Now it's going to look at is even bigger of a deal and yeah. something amazing is going to be happening in New York, but we're not we're not thinking that way and we're still happy with the deal. No, absolutely. I 100% I here's what I'll say. I fully expect it to be the 31st or 32nd <laughs> pick overall. I don't care. It's still two first rounders right. and a third rounder for it, it, I just don't I don't I have no problems at all. But since you mentioned it, we might as well get into what what we can ex- kind of expect about the Seahawks. How good of a first rounder is this going to be for this year? And I, there's no real way that we're going to know what happens the next year because that's we don't know what kind of team the Seahawks are going to have. But let's get into it a little bit. The, I have the schedule popped up for the Seattle Seahawks. Okay. Week one, they play the Falcons. The Falcons are one of them teams that they can either have a really good game or really stink like really bad. So it's not out of the realms of realm of possibility. I could see the Falcons possibly winning that game. It's not a lock for the Seattle Seahawks to win that game. I would probably expect them to, but the Falcons have a lot of talent on their team. So I I can't say that they can't win that game. Well, before you move on, apparently Mm -hmm. there was a poll uh, around the National Football League asking who the best <laughs> wide receiver in the league was, and it was overwhelmingly in favor of Julio Jones, if that tells you. Okay, anything. well, that's it. I mean, again, the talent with Julio, the talent around them, they have a really good offense, at least on paper. Right. Well, I know what happens sometimes <laughs> with Matt Ryan and all that jazz. So we'll see, but I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility the Falcons win that game. And then week two, they play the Patriots. Uh, I know Cam Newton's not <laughs> nearly what you know Tom Brady is, but still, he's good enough to where it's not out of the realm of possibility that the Patriots ha- get that win. Week three, Cowboys. <laughs> Again, I don't. I don't think I have to say this, but that's not out of the realm of possibility. Cowboys can one hundred percent win that game. I'd say it's probably a sixty percent chance that the Seahawks win, but the Cowboys are not a bad team, right? Um, this week four or whatever week we're on, the next week, Dolphins. That one I'm going to give straight up to the Seahawks. They're going to win likely. that game probably no no matter what. Right. Next week, the Vikings. Again, not a terrible team. And, and as I, far as we've heard not, now, Dalvin Cook is reporting. So, <laughs> yes. It's not a terrible team to where it's not out of the realm of possibilities. <laughs> I'm going to have to get that, that on a button. Win. <laughs> 
And then the next week, the Cardinals, which they play the Cardinals, or the Cardinals play them twice. So I honestly think the Cardinals could be just as good or better of a team this year. It's a really, it's it's a wild card with the Cardinals. I think they're a really good team going forward. Like like we said, they only won like five, five games last year, whatever it was. But they are way better now. Way better now because they have the best wide receiver in the league. And that just makes a big difference. And you, we've seen what not only he can do, but we've seen what the, I can't think of what the running back's name is now all of a sudden. Um, dang it. We see what he can do too. <laughs> but that Cardinals team is really, really improved from last year even. So I ex- totally expect them to be at least – I think at least they have a winning record this year. And so it's going to be difficult for the Seahawks to, to win and say that's 100% a win. I don't know if that's going to happen. And then they play the 49ers the next week. Mm-hmm. Again, I don't think the 49ers are going to be as good as they were last year, but they're still not going to be bad. I, like I said on Fancy Fuel, if you were listening, they're, they're going to be somewhere around 9-7, and 10-6, somewhere around there, maybe a little worse, maybe a little better. Not sure. But they're still got a really fantastic defense. There's a, still a chance they could win against the Seahawks. And then the Bills. Mm-hmm. We all know the Bills are the favorites to win our division. So <laughs> there it is. That's a, there's a chance they can win that game. The Rams, I probably don't see the Rams beating the Seahawks, but do you, you think they're know. gonna <laughs> do you think the Rams are gonna lose to them? Twice. It used to be I, the Rams were the worst team uh, in the division, but they could still beat the Seahawks. Now they've been a better team, and they can't beat the Seahawks. So it's yeah. I don't see them. I, I'm not going to count on them winning either right. one of them games. I don't. I'm not going to do that. Okay. But then they play the Cardinals again. Again, I'd say it's about a fifty-fifty chance the Cardinals get to win. Yep, I could see and a split. They, what's that? I can see a split with the Cardinals. Yep. They win one, yep. they lose one. Yep. And then they play the Eagles, your favorite team. Uh-huh. Um, again, the Eagles aren't fantastic, but they're not bad. Every year and they it, seem to have a this is in Philly. Playoffs. That makes a difference. It, it does make a big difference. And I think the Eagles have a chance to win that game as well. The Giants is the next mm, week. I'm going to wash that up, too. They're probably going to beat the Giants, whatever. And then it's us, so we control, we control a little bit of what kind of pick we get <laughs> right. for this year. So let's go out there and, and beat them. Okay. Let's beat them. All right, and get right. that one. And then they play the Washington football team, <laughs> which is so weird to say yeah. because it's just it's so generic. They, they haven't they updated it anything. on the schedule that I'm looking at yet. <laughs> it, yeah, it's probably still the Redskins, but it's so weird to say Washington football team. Just yeah. g- give me a name, even if it's the Washington laptop computers. I don't <laughs> care. But Washington football team is just it's just so simplistic and generic. It, it bothers me a little bit, but that's okay. Okay. But – they're not going to win. That's fine. Didn't they so, play the Rams again? Probably not. And then the 49ers. So it's just like these are. there's a lot of games here. I could see them losing. And it's not out of the realm of possibilities that they could have a bad year. They could be 8-8, 7-9. Really, yeah. What's that? They could be 8-8 eight eight or 7-9. and nine. I mean, there's yeah. a ton of tough games on this list. So it it would not shock me i i would be a little surprised cuz the seahawks yeah, have been a great team over the course They're of the really last good. you know 8 or so years ever since russell wilson is their starting quarterback but it would not shock me if they had a little bit of a down year say tyler lockett gets hurt or you know their mm-hmm. running backs all get hurt which is a real possibility every single one of their running backs could get hurt during the year and then it is solely <laughs> on 
the shoulders of Russell Wilson, and he can yeah. do it. But if that's all it is, the defenses in that division are getting better, and they should mm-hmm. be able to stop a team that just passes the ball all year long. They should be able to plan for that. So, yeah, I mean, maybe, just maybe, the Jets are going to get a couple of, like, mid-round picks. If we think they can get to 8-8 eight and eight this year somehow, I, I mean, we're still not sure what that's going to look like. <laughs> but if their pick and the Seahawks pick are right around the same and then there's somebody yeah. they want to trade up for, they have yeah. all the ammo to do it. Mm-hmm. We put ourselves in a really good position to be successful in years to come, at least with this, starting with this trade. And I know that Adams is fantastic. And again, I wanted him on the team, but this trade kind of reminds me of a trade back in like 2000 or so, somewhere around there where we received two first rounders from the Buccaneers. And I believe it, we got the 13th pick. I, I have to look it up real quick. Yeah. The Jets got the 13th pick and the 27th pick it ended up being out of that trade for that one year. It wasn't obviously split up like this right. one is, but the jets used the 13th pick to get uh edge rusher, John Abraham, Abraham, which okay. obviously we know he was really good. He had like double digit sacks oh, yeah. in six years uh, on the club. So he was fantastic. And then uh, the 27th pick was tied in Anthony Beck, which I mean, he was, he was good. He was a starter for five years. I mean, that's probably the last tight end I can remember that was any good for the <laughs> New York jets. Right. So he played, he played around, I think it was 12 seasons, 12, I think it was 12 seasons. And Abraham played longer than that even. So Abraham retired not not too long ago. I mean, so whatever. Incredibly, though, that's had two other first-round picks in 2000. <laughs> so we had four first-round picks in the year 2000. It's, it's insane to even think about that. I didn't even realize that until I actually sat down and looked at it. But we kind of hit on all of our picks. I mean, obviously, Anthony Beck doesn't seem like it's a huge hit, but when that's right. your fourth guy picking in the in the first round, no big deal, kind of kind of like it. But we also got uh, Sean Ellis with the twelfth pick, and okay. we got and we got Chad Pennington with the eighteenth uh, pick, and we all know that Chad Pennington was fairly successful for the New York Jets, so he had a pretty good long uh, career as well, and he was he was he was a good quarterback, the most accurate quarterback. I think I've ever seen, although there may be Drew Brees. Sure. But Drew Brees at least had a, a little bit more of an arm. <laughs> a little bit more oomph. <laughs> Chad Pennington was so accurate. And I, I still sit there and think about Chad. It's just, I'm going off topic. I think about <laughs> Chad Pennington throwing these balls, just just little balls that thrown out to the uh, running back, just a screen pass. And it takes five <laughs> years to get to there. But, it's but right it looked pretty. <laughs> it, it looks good. It's just really slow. And you're like, oh, my gosh, that's going to get picked off. And then all of a sudden it ends up in the hands and he goes and gets some yardage. But, yeah, I just remember thinking this is the slowest thrown ball I've ever seen. But, anyway, back on topic. The Jets – Put, set themselves up for success. And you might be saying, well, what are you talking about? The Jets always suck, right? Well, from 2000, from when that trade happened to 2010, the Jets made the postseason six times, winning six playoff games. So don't tell me that it wasn't a good thing that we did trading Adams because that's 100% how you build for the future. That's right. I love that the Jets – got something out of a dress, uh, somebody who didn't want to be on the team. 
Right. He did not want to be there. And so it's like, well, let's get something. And we got something as good as two first rounders and a third rounder. Obviously it's not exactly a third rounder because we also gave up a fourth rounder. But I mean, I tell you what, I couldn't be more happy with how we got this trade. And so far the way I'm seeing Joe Douglas being the general manager for this team, I, 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 I was a little hesitant to say, you know, it's a, a an A of a of a year so far for him, and I really really like what he's done. But after this trade, what else can you say? It, yeah. it seems like he is doing every possible thing he can to get the Jets back to the playoffs. Maybe not this year, but maybe the next year after that, or even the next after that, because we're setting ourselves up for success. We have disgruntled person. We get rid of the disgruntled person. And now we're adding people who are really good locker room guys. Even McDougal right. is a good locker room guy. So this is this is how you build a team for the future. I've seen so many people out there saying, this is a terrible trade. We shouldn't have got – who cares about the first runners? Adams is the best ever. I agree. He's the best safety in the league. But you never know what's going to happen with him. Maybe he just – goes out on the jets and he says, I don't want to, I don't care about this team anymore. And he starts playing bad on purpose. Maybe not trying so maybe not on purpose, but he's just not trying the way he would have. Like he's probably going to in when he goes to uh, Seattle, he's probably going to play fantastic. And we're all going to sit there and say, man, I wish we still had him, <laughs> but we're going to sit back and we're going to see, we got two first round picks. It's worth it. It's worth it. What else are we going to get out of him? Well, we got, we got perfectness out of it. That's what I want everybody to really remember when this trade gets looked at in the future, I said it, I'll say it again. <laughs> there was zero leverage and exactly. the Jets still got three picks and a starter out of the deal. We, mm-hmm. You can't ask for any more out of Joe Douglas when right. That's perfect. everybody knew that he was on the table and they still mm-hmm. went out and got multiple picks. I mean, yeah, how exciting is it? when you can look forward to at least, and I mean, this is at the very worst, four first-round picks in the next two years. And at the best, you're thinking, okay, maybe they'll trade up and take one of those elite guys. Or Mm -hmm. they trade back and they get a ton of talent going forward. That's what these late first-round picks are going to be for. You see it Mm -hmm. so often with the good teams in the NFL. They already have this late first-round pick. You've seen it with the Packers. You've seen it with the Patriots. You've seen it all (laughs) over the place. Well, they'll trade back, and they'll get more quality players, and they set themselves up for success for multiple years. And Joe Douglas seems to be doing this. I mean, it remains to be seen. But everything he is doing, it goes along those same paths that the other successful teams in the league have done. Yeah. I'm not exactly an Adam Gase fan by any means. So I'm not going to really stress about my feelings on him. But with Joe Douglas, man, the guy, the guy is just fantastic so far. I can't say enough about it. I mean, he could make some decisions that absolutely boggle my mind and make me put my foot in my mouth. I say that all the time. I say... Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. But right now, it doesn't look like it. It doesn't look like Joe Douglas is doing bad things for the New York Jets. It is really, really good stuff. I mean, 
Jamal Adams locker room cancer at this point, and he was just causing waves. I'll tell you this: before they before they traded him, I already had the the whole show planned out. And yes, it was going to be a lot about Jamal Adams again because he was making more waves. Yep. He was talking about Adam Gase. He was talking about Joe Douglas. It's not worth having somebody on your team when he's just constantly bad mouthing the entire team all the time. So what we got out of him is fan flipping tastic. I absolutely love it. So, you got anything else before we end this show? Uh, yeah, just a couple little things. Um, okay. We have somebody in our chat and Twitch is asking, if the Seahawks sure. suck this year, uh, is Adams going to be free agent? Um, or is he going to fuss <laughs> again? Uh, so, he's not a free agent. There's a fifth-year option. I read that wrong. But is he going to fuss again yeah. if the Seahawks suck? I could, from what I've seen, yes. We only have one... Uh, event to go on but yeah he's gonna fuss i mean Mm -hmm. pete carroll is usually a guy that people like to play for over the years i haven't heard anything really bad about pete carroll and i don't expect the seahawks to suck but if for some reason they did i would (laughs) totally see jamal adams being oh my god what they should have traded me to the cowboys like i asked them to two years ago this is garbage what uh, if every team he goes to ends up sucking? Is he really that good then? So he's going to be the new hmm. Brandon Marshall. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Brandon Marshall never made it to a playoff game. He never His did. entire career. Even with the Jets, we were a surefire win. We're going to win against the Bills, but no. Nope. I'll bring it up again. You had to wear that horrible belt. I that am. horrible belt. Not apologizing for that. <laughs> anyway, I, I also I wanted to talk about Bradley McDougal for just a minute. If yeah, if yeah. Jets fans are not familiar with Bradley mm-hmm. McDougal, uh, he's been in the league since 2013. So he's mm-hmm. a veteran, and yep. he is a good locker room presence. He has basically yeah. been a starter for the last six years, and mm-hmm. that's with Tampa and Seattle. He has a ton of tackles. Uh, yeah, it's not what Jamal Adams was getting. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, in right. 2018, Jamal Adams had 115 combined tackles. That's a ton, <laughs> especially for a safety. But Bradley McDougald has never had less than 70 combined tackles in the last five mm-hmm. years. And in 2016, he had 91, 78, 70, 70. He just he is there, and he is a quasi leader when he's on the football yeah. team and he's trustworthy and he is in his spots he doesn't make mistakes so as much as he's probably not going to be a playmaker like Jamal Adams was ripping the ball out of the quarterback's hands and running it in for a touchdown you're not going <laughs> to hear the announcers saying Bradley McDougald was out of position and he exactly. just allowed a touchdown and he's been burned exactly. by the same play four times today. That's not yes. going to happen out of Bradley McDougald, and that is a very, very good thing to have. Just a safety net back there where you know you're not going to get screwed over by the guy trying to make a play. <laughs> now I have a question All right, because I just, just thought about this. What happens if – COVID-19 strikes, and there's no season. What happens to our pick? What do we do? Because there's still going to be guys that probably want to come out. I don't know. See, that's the thing. I, I, so, I don't know what's going to happen with college either. <laughs> yes. So It's a giant, giant unknown for the yeah, rest of this season. If something insane. happens to it, if something happens to the college level, 
we are going to have zero idea. We could have an <laughs> entire show just discussing what kind of possibilities. How would we do the next draft if we didn't have a season? Would it go on combined records over the last yeah. few years? Would it go on... Uh, maybe they'll do last year's records, but do it in an NBA lottery style where you only get a percentage chance and these teams on back don't get a chance for the number one pick. I don't know how it's going <laughs> to. There's so many ways they could do it, but we're going to have to start thinking about it if we yeah. don't get it done soon. Yeah, it's going to be interesting because I think the biggest key to the draft is going to be whether or not there's college football. If there's not college football, what are you drafting? You don't even know what you're getting at yeah. that point. So we'll have to f- wait and see and find <laughs> out. But if you are interested in fantasy football, please check out Fantasy Fuel. That's a new, the other uh, show that me and John Eddie Jr. do together. We talk about fantasy football all the time, and it's great. So we just we talked about Jamal Adams. So if you want to hear more Jamal <laughs> Adams, go listen to the last episode. Um uh, also, check out the Back Row Network. There's a whole ton of them out there right now. I'm not going to say them all, but there's a bunch of them. I will say the Raiders because I yes. absolutely love the guy <laughs> who does the Raiders show. He is fantastic. Go check out the Raiders one. Um, also, the Back Row Fantasy Show as well. They are good just like we are. So check that out. Thank you for listening. Give us a little rating wherever you listen to us, and we will see you next week. <laughs>